Kate watched Garrett disappear into the store, his body gliding athletically with every step. His lean thigh muscles teased the thin fabric of his slacks. His broad shoulders defined the white dress shirt. His tasteful silk tie embraced his neck. For a moment, she almost envied the inanimate object. Then his long fingers brushed through the dark hair casually, leaving a feathered streak of hair upon hair in the back. He was masculine beyond belief. How provoking. There shouldn't be any impulsive attraction at all. She should despise him. She shouldn't want to squeeze him like a double roll of Charmin. Darn it. It had been so much easier to hate him before they'd met. Yet every minute she spent with the guy raised her curiosity, and not always in a good way. He had to be hiding something. What influenced his decision to cancel the festival? How could she find out? She pursed her lips and turned her attention to the dashboard. More gadgets than a flight simulator. An excessive, irritating display. But one thing seemed certain. From the look of his car and his clothes, the guy had money coming in from somewhere. School gossips told her he'd worked with companies out east in the past year, but she sensed there was more to the story. She stared at the front windshield, A moth and a fly played tag on the other side of the glass. Hard to say who was winning. But after twenty seconds and sixteen glances at the door to bookends, she no longer watched their chase. The coast was clear. She set to work, inspecting the back of the car. Twisted gum wrappers clung to the seats, an empty pizza box jutted out of one footwell, and several unopened candy bars were lodged in the door pockets. Conclusion? Garrett Ellis was a junk food addict. She gingerly used his keys to unlock the glove compartment. She'd never done anything like this in her life, and her heart pounded as she shuffled through the papers. The other teachers talked big, but were they there to help now? No. She reminded herself of the festival and her mom, took a deep breath, and then scanned the sheets before her. Nothing unusual, an insurance card made out to Garrett M. Ellis of New Haven, Connecticut. The address didn't ring a bell. No elaboration on that middle name. Why didn't he want to tell her what it was? She relocked the box and reached below her seat, sliding the black fabric case out to a spot between her ankles. What kind of music did Budget Man listen to? She lifted out a couple of CDs. Aretha Franklin? The Les Miserables soundtrack? She replaced those, grabbed another handful. Big band hits of the 1940s. Elvis. The Beatles. Huh. Garrett's collection ranged from 60s classic rock to weird stuff by foreign groups with names she couldn't pronounce. There were no patterns. Her head spun, trying to assimilate the variety. Devo alongside Def Leppard. Michael W. Smith next to Moby. Sinatra and Sting. What did such diverse, almost frenetic musical preferences say about a man? Could his opinions be swayed easily? Every breath you take is a great tune, huh? She jumped. Garrett peered at her through the open window as she looked between him and the Sting CD in her hand. It's a little stalkerish, but I like the beat, and it'll always be a favorite of mine, even though he was with the police then, he said, scrutinizing her every movement. Eclectic musical collection, she admitted, wondering what to do with this new information about her adversary. 
She didn't like how this knowledge personalized him, how she'd forever associate Sting with him. She liked Sting. I've got varied and unusual tastes in all things. He grinned at her. Not just talking about pop culture now, was he? She felt the unfamiliar sizzle of sexual chemistry between them. The hairs on the back of her neck sprang to attention. The oxygen in the car ceased to be abundant enough to support human life forms. Oh, God, no. Anything but an ambitious, power-hungry man. Anyone but someone who will lie to me again and break my heart. She forced her eyes shut and tried to block out the uninvited emotion. She'd fight it. But the knowledge was already inside her, changing her perception of everything.